This week on the Push Wardos podcast, we answer questions on shoulder plane, level 2 and 3 PT programming, fasting, supplements, and peak weeks. One, there's so much thunder, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. I was worried you weren't going to finish that little sip of Diet Coke you had then in time. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. That's why I tried to speed it up a little bit at the end, just to try and catch you up. my first time uh, having a drink during a podcast, mate. So, well, I know we've had complaints, listeners have said that, mate. They said <laughs> slurping away. Slurping away. I mean, I've got to keep my voice hydrated so I can keep coming out, right? So otherwise I'm just going to dry up and give no knowledge bombs at all which, which is most half the episodes to us, so. I think that should be a fine as well say knowledge bomb <laughs> is that fine? I think it should be um, it's not the same as just, like the Lego yeah. guy yeah it just reminds me of yeah just, is it? I mean, yeah you say quite a lot? yeah yeah too much too much some would say yeah. too much okay a lot of people would say too awesome. much awesome right. uh, that's two pound already <laughs> um, so yeah um, you obviously mentioned thunderstorms, Tom, because uh, the weather has been absolutely Did. fucking mental. It's like, if, if you're not in England and you're listening across seas, it is basically the apocalypse right now. I was driving back into London from Essex and on Sunday night, about 10 o'clock, and I actually videoed it on my dash because I had to send it to my girlfriend who's in Norway. And I was just like, look, I'm literally driving into a thunderstorm. It, is just, it wasn't raining. It wasn't doing anything. You could see it right there. Just You can see the... Like, the bit of cloud that's just going absolutely nuts and yeah. where my sister lives so Stansted Airport got shut down for a little bit she lives about half an hour away from there and a place called Stanway a bolt of lightning hit a, a, a house and it burnt down wow just up a like ne- like a road away from where she lives fucking crazy that's how crazy the weather is in England it's been a bit yep. of an odd uh, odd start to the year well, on, in, in Bath it was really weird like we had the mass class on Sunday and it Torrential downpour for about two hours, and then really, really sunny and warm the rest of the day. I was like, it's the strangest thing. Nice. Really odd. Yeah, very odd. Crazy weather. Um, not sure. We're not really used to it. We're used to just a bit of drizzle, and then that's about it. So Fucking I fucking hate the weather in England. <laughs> it's just all over the place. That's the only thing. I, I just, I, I wouldn't mind it if like, there was some sort of guarantee where it was just like, look, from June, July, August, the three months are just going to be perfect. Sunny, hot like warm not even hot just warm but like guaranteed no rain i could i could live with that just like but there's no guarantee in england it's like it's a really nice hot week and all of a sudden it's just shit then after that it's just yeah. it's horrible does my head in yeah and in other news i thought you probably tell my my hair's a bit shorter than it normally is like when i had a haircut and the the, the first client i had on the friday after getting it cut on the first day Literally. How is this podcast that, that is? I know, but this is this is what I, uh, she said. Uh, just so you can rip into me more about hair, was uh, what's happened to your hair? Not nice. No, no. Hi, thank you. I thought that comes. Well, from mate, imagine, life. imagine how, how I feel every single day of the week. I was just looking at my hair in the in the camera, like back facing me, whilst I've got down on my. I thought no, I've half screened that. He's pretty large on my screen. I'm large anyway. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, all right. We've we've got some content. Um, Danny had a masterclass at the weekend as well, but we will go on to our content in a sec. How was the masterclass? Good. Yeah, it was good, mate. Yeah, it was um, it was great to see some people there and listen to the show and love all our little tips. And yeah, good to meet them and good to take them through tr- how to train properly. Um, the highlight was one guy who said that he was taught how to deadlift and he was told by a powerlifter, his arms are just cranes. What? And he was basically like, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about like the upper back position for like a deadlift. And he's like, yeah, I've never taught any of that. I've just told my arms were cranes. And I just had to yank it off the floor. I was like, nah, okay. Arms are cranes. <laughs> yeah, let's go through. Yeah, you could have deadlifted like with the roundest shoulders you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And um, it was just like, yeah, he was just like, I've never been taught anything other than just pick it up off the floor and your arms are cranes and just drag it off the floor. I was like, oh, it's a bit of a powerlifter way of viewing it, isn't it? That's not a powerlifter way of viewing it. That's a fucking retarded way of viewing it. Well, Speaking from old school, old school powerlifter. <laughs> Speaking of a member, I think, of the powerlifting community, but, yeah, no, not how it's been done. You're, you're in the powerlifting community? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm more in the powerlifting community than, uh, than yeah. the bodybuilding community, mate, so, 
Well, that's true. Fuck me, yeah. 83 kilos. If you're in one of them, it's definitely the powerlifting one. Um, so 83 no, yeah, kilos good. this week, mate. Fucking dropping like anything. Two and a half thousand mm. calories. This, this dieting business is easy. Uh, Are you squatting yet or not? No. <laughs> Squatting's overrated. No, Squatting's overrated, squat. mate. So squat, I've got a hospital appointment. So we'll, you'll be laughing when they amputate my leg. So Don't need a hip. Don't need a hip. <laughs> yeah. so. Biomechanical expert. That's hip right. don't work. Hip, hip yeah. don't work. <laughs> I can work around it. I definitely train yeah. legs every single day. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, but that leg extension machine is getting fucking mullered. So is the GHR. So is hip thrusting. Absolutely fine. It's just, I, bet it. I just miss squatting and deadlifting. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good, it was good fun. Um, long day, obviously, but um, it's always really enjoyable. Everyone takes a lot from it, and everyone's really sore the day after. So, but luckily, they had bank holidays to recover, didn't they? Yeah, so, they did. Yeah. All good, mate. All good. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Perfect. All right, we got some uh, quite a few questions fired at us on Instagram. Not, I didn't ask for any, but I just seem to get sent some, um, which I quite like because I will always answer them. Anybody, I've we, I've already answered these people, but I'm guessing if people are reaching out to me about this, then the chances are that somebody else, like those teachers, say, if you're asking a question, chances are somebody else is thinking it. Um, so we might as well answer them publicly. Yeah, so I think you've had a couple of questions as well, but Dan asked for questions because he's just he's full of answers already because he posts so much content. The probably the answers probably already there. Um, you have to dig a little bit deeper for me, apparently. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can tell when I'm busy. Instagram shuts down. Um, yeah, so we got. I think I think we'll start off because it's a bit more current, and the fact is that Dan's been answering questions about it all day. And lucky you guys, you get a podcast about it as well the day after. So supplements, oh, mate. So. Let's, let's let's put you at the top. Let's put what they want to hear, right? Is supplements and Oof. and dosages. So Dan's gonna uh, prescribe dosages. Um, exactly. I'm gonna try and get him to uh, prescribe something at some point. Yeah, it, it dawned <laughs> on me that obviously supplements um, are, are so massively overused by people. For one, um, two, it's the one thing that a lot of people come to us. They're spending shitloads of money on supplements. And like people often like scoff sometimes at the price of maybe having a PT or an online coach, and it's like, hang on a minute, like you can, I can save you seventy quid a month here in fucking shit supplements for one. Um, so straight away, it's not that expensive. But it just dawned on me this morning when I was taking my fish oil and multivitamins and stuff that I naturally just don't go off the dosages that the bottle say, and I know what I should be taking. And it just, like I say, it just dawned on me that I just naturally do it, and I don't, and people wouldn't know, and that. No one really kind of goes into it in that much detail because, yeah you, yeah, you don't want to really prescribe dosages, like Tom said. Like, I can't tell you all exactly what you should be on. Dr. Um, Dan? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you can certainly talk in ranges and you can kind of make people aware of what's in their supplements and stuff like that. So it came about because I was looking at my fish oil tablets and I buy a certain fish oil tablet from my protein. And the reason I buy it is it's very high potency and it's got a large amount of the two uh, omega-3 fish oils that are really important which in short are epa and dha um and the reason i looked into it is because yeah per two capsules of the the ones that i have um it has 700 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids in which is quite a lot um so i i take say um four tablets of that to get 1.4 grams of omega-3 fatty acid and i know that i'm getting 1.4 grams of the actual omega-3 that i need um whereas if you were to take one tablet that was low potency let's say it had 200 milligrams per two tablets of omega-3 you would have to take 10 of those to get a gram which is, a, which is a, what you need in terms of fish oil, but you're taking 10 tablets. So it might be that they're cheaper, but they're lower potency, so you'll have to take 10 tablets, and no one really wants to take that many tablets in a go. So um, I was just thinking, right, well, straight away, I was like, I can post about this, and it was interesting because I said anything else you want me to talk about, and people obviously messaged about loads of different supplements. So first thing is with omega-3 is to make sure that the potency of them is correct and the amount of actual tablets you're taking is the correct amount you need. Um, so anywhere between one to two grams of omega-3 fish oil a day is probably what most people need, depending on the amount of fish you eat during the week and all that other stuff. But that's going to be good for most people. So again, for me, that's I take four of those tablets. And most people might just take one. They might just think they only need to take one, or they might just follow the dosage on the pack, which is to take two at a time. Um, and it does say take two one to three times daily, and it's like, well, fucking that's a bit ambiguous um so it was kind of like and i'm not saying i'm being much 
much less ambi- much less ambiguous about it. Is that right? Much less ambiguous. Move on. Any less, <laughs> just, Any less ambiguous, um, I think. With it, but it, at least in that way, you kind of know, right? Well, I can just take you know four or whatever. That's kind of all you need. But um, have a look at your fish oil tablet and make sure that you add up the EPA and a DHA number, and that's the amount of omega three that you should be looking at. Going right, that's how much is in a serving. So, like I said, it'd be interesting to see because a lot of people's is a lot lower than they think it, it would be. Yeah. So for, uh, for the completely bone idle out there who you, you did a few acronyms in there and omega three is what are you exactly taking that for? So omega three is really good for brain health, heart health, cellular health. Like, again, very ambiguous, but it's just around pretty decent and pretty good for you um, to have it in your body. There's a load of wishy-washy shit about need omega three to omega six ratios in your body, and it's just like. It's, and also, if you have, have you ever accidentally bit into one of those? I have not. No. You not? Okay, good. I don't recommend you do that either. I highly don't recommend you do that because <laughs> I have, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But, um, but the other benefit, of course, of omega three is that you don't have to then eat lots of fatty fish to get that amount of omega three. Again, I think if you actually looked at the amount of omega three you can take in tablets and how much you'd need to get from salmon, you'd be eating a fair amount of salmon. Um, so although people say omega threes, you know, salmon's a high, um, highly concentrated source of omega three, it's probably not when you actually look at an overall diet and how much fish you actually eat. So just be aware of it. Um, and then yeah, I said, oh, any other supplements? And then they went onto it, didn't they? Everyone went fucking mental. So someone asked about krill oil. Um, again, krill, krill oil is one of those. Krill oil. Yeah, krill See, oil is it's it's just um it's like a crustacean. That, um, I know what krill is, mate. Oh, I'm just telling you, mate. <laughs> just telling everyone. Um, and basically, it has Oil a few other. Wow. It has a few other phospholipids in it, which may be beneficial to health. But again, for the price of it, I wouldn't bother. If you're getting it for the omega three, go elsewhere and get other things. It, I've, honestly, I've never seen it. No, you can get it online and stuff like that, but it's not. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. It's not something the next that one, I would be going out my way to get at all and no. I would, I'd, I'd imagine a lot of people would probably handle their lives pretty well without in eating or trying to consume krill. well i've heard that krill oil is really good for um hip impingements is it all right good yeah, yeah sweet so maybe you it just sorts out it. fai didn't it like, yeah exactly it's crazy yeah. um <laughs> so yeah the next one was vitamin d3 um and again vitamin d3 is one that really everyone should be taking pretty much everyone um we're going to be pretty much pretty much deficient in it unless we live in amazingly hot countries which we definitely fucking don't as we talked about with the weather um and you can take anywhere between 2,000 to 5,000 IUs a day uh and it's also really cheap to get tested with vitamin d so you can send off you get a little finger prick uh, ooh, um send off some blood and they'll tell you roughly what your vitamin d score is and then where it should be and how far away it is from optimal um and when we used to do the test for the footballers nearly everyone was suboptimal nearly everyone yeah. um and it's also a vitamin that you can take in high dosages you don't have to take it every single day you can take it in large bolus dosages like poliquin suggests and it's stupid not quite like that stupid but so you basically so rather, bathe in it and fucking go over straw yeah basically yes yeah, <laughs> um he probably does snort it with his bcas um is you can have it in one dose so rather than having two to five thousand a day you could take for example twenty thousand on a monday and not worry about it for the week um so that's another thing you can do with vitamin d um that was vitamin d yeah again pretty much everyone should be taking that i'd suggest uh that's a worthwhile supplement to take uh the next one was clen i got asked about clen and i was like i saw that I was like, mate, don't have a fucking clue. Um, <laughs> should you take a multivitamin alongside fish oil? So, yeah, multivitamin is a really good insurance policy. Uh, and again, I have one that I use, but the recommendation is to take two tablets twice a day. And I'm like, no, that's just so far beyond what you need. Like, the recommended dosages on there are so high, you're just basically pissing nuclear fucking colored urine, and there's no need for it. Um, so, I just take one of those just to give me a little bit of a bump up. If I'm eating enough fruit and veg, it should be enough. Um, but the question came about the later when I was messaging the guy and he said that he'd been told not to take it because of the vitamin A. Um, and that's because he was taking cod liver oil, which has got vitamin A in it. And vitamin A, similar to vitamin D, it's fat soluble so it can build up in your body. And it can cause toxic- toxicity if you have too much of it. But again, the chances of that happening are so slim. You'd have to be having like shitloads of cod liver oil, shitloads of carrots, and multivitamins for weeks and weeks and months on end 
Um, and I mean a lot for it to kind of be an issue. So it's not something you really need to worry about in terms of toxicity. Uh, so that was that. Uh, and then the next one I got asked was, um, I think it was glutamine and creatine. I'm just going through my stories now. Uh, yeah, glutamine, waste of fucking time. Don't bother buying it. Uh, creatine, yeah, five grams a day. Don't need to have a washout phase for it. Just take five grams a day, uh, preferably with food. Because if you take too much creatine in one go, you can shit your pants. Um, and then and Tom, does, does creatine uh, add to male pattern boldness? Yeah, that's, I took too much of it when I was younger. <laughs> it actually does it, doesn't it? Like, it does, it, yeah. It there's research, there's decent research out there that it says it, yeah. it does it, like, induce male pattern boldness. But, meh, it's either get a little bit bigger or... If you test that high anyway, you're going to get bold like me. Look, you know what I mean? It's just such a, such a high natty test that I just went bold. Um, and then someone asked me, what are the correct doses of bull testosterone? And the guy who asked it clearly does not take any because he's weak like, as fuck. What a lad. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that at that, mate. Yeah. Stupid question. <laughs> Didn't expect anything less from tom.ppl.podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, they were fine. Yeah, I was gonna go with like bull sperm, but then I was like, that's a bit crude. Um, bull sperm. Oh yeah, because you're you're known for not being crude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to contain myself. It's fine. If somebody like read it, was like, oh, oh shit. Then Dan helpfully like scribbled out the top because he was like, I've already set a president. I was like, I don't mind what what we say to each other. It wasn't even that abusive. It's you, it wasn't it, that abusive. No, no I, 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 every, every, I do it on everyone. I, I saw, I saw, <laughs> because I saw at the top. I was like, what have we talked about, which you cannot show to anybody? <laughs> no, I thought we'd been like fucking bad mouthing somebody, but apparently not. We were. It was. It was just saying, yeah, the listeners will love that. We were actually making pre pre plans for the show. Like uh, nah, they won't believe that, mate. They won't believe that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I just thought it was funny. I, I thought, what have I? I had to scroll back up just to see what I said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, good. That was all the supplements. That's all the supplements. Any more? So you went through all of those. Anything? Yeah, the only ones that I'd, I'd add in there would be probably caffeine. Caffeine. Um, yeah, it would be useful to take at four to six milligrams per kilo body weight before you work out. Uh, and if you're not dieting, I recommend you. Do think about restricting your caffeine intake a little bit so you get the benefit of actually taking it. Um, obviously, if you're dieting, you need to take a little bit more because just to get through the day because caffeine is life when you're dieting. Um, it is. But yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, I'm proved that because I'm on an absolute pittance calories of 2,500, right, mate? Oh, um, yeah, pittance, mate, 2,500. <laughs> this is the first day I had a flat white in quite a while, and it was so nice to have a flat white after having black coffee for about three weeks. And I was like, nah, I'm fuck it, I'm going to treat myself. I'm so um, pleased for you. Yeah, it was really good. So I recommend doing that, like backing off like crappy, like, well, doing black coffee for a while and then a flat white is far more enjoyable um, to have it as a treat. Good yeah. Lovely. Nice. Good, good supplement talk, mate. Um, so I had a couple of questions. Let's whack onto those. So apparently Dan's had questions about this as well. In turn, well, you had questions about where to do PT level three and level two as governing bodies. Was that your questions? I, mate, I have no idea. Just said any companies to go through to do your PT, like yeah. to do it. And I, um, I never did one. So. so, literally anything that is not just strictly online, only do it if it is you have FaceTime with a tutor. If it's just online, don't do it because you will not accredited by you won't get accredited by reps, and you won't get any like what, what basically is the registered website professionals. And it is that a built. I think it's being merged into Simspa as well, which is another governing body. Um, so don't do any, and they will never accredit something that is not doesn't have any FaceTime value, and they're big oh. on that. Um, that's one of their things. So look and see. Do I ever meet my tutor? Does it take more than a fucking week? Um, then we're probably all right. Look at something that's going to take six to ten weeks, or like I don't know, at least that, right? And then go from there um, and make sure it's got FaceTime. That should answer any questions, hopefully. But Premiere, fucking Simspar, reps, fine. Um, if you then do, I mean, it should probably like LDM, N, that crap. Um, I don't think it's anything. There's, there's, there'll be like, what have they got? PT Toolbox? They do. 
Um, there's loads of them. Like we're creating one at the moment, so do that. About a year. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, but then again, looking back at that, so I got a question, um, Ben. I hope you don't mind shouting you out because um, I'm sure other people probably, if they're in the same situation, they're doing the level two, level three, and they've been listening to us for a while. Um, he even said our knowledge was good, um, but amazingly, I think it was. It was actually like it was incredible, but well, blow around trumpets too much. Yeah, but compared the... to moron. <laughs> um, about programming, and it was getting a bit confused. I guess it's. I think the only way that it could, it could probably could be confused is you're reading the books on the PT level two or three, like the what is it, gym instructor level two, PT level three. Gym instructor, you're basically meant to be able to teach a small group exercise and run somebody through like a basic program. And then PT level three, you're meant to be able to take them a little bit further. Um, but and the stuff that we talk about, um, Dan is heavily bodybuilding based, and I probably I haven't seen many of his generic programs. He can write. Good programs, not just bodybuilding, but Thanks, I, haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen them in a very long time. And what I do, I have certain systems that I keep to. So I have, um, so like a pap phase, a primer phase, and warm up phases. So that's post, like pre activation potentiation into primers, into main lifts, into rotational work, into secondary work, all this kind of rubbish. Um, but that's for me and that's how I've created my system that's like Exos have got a system fucking Equinox have got a system they're all some way Dan's or more more than likely when he writes his stuff out will be main lift and then supplementary lifts and then maybe like either filler or finisher work I'd imagine that is the basic mm. thing to do it um, yeah, I had a client recently the other day actually who's just started doing um, a lot more like Olympic lifting yeah. So it was quite fun programming for him because it was a bit more of like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, you've got to actually be like, all right, you've got to do, you probably have to do a primer dynamic phase, do some power, pack yes. work, and then you do your power at the start of the fucking session, then you do your main strength stuff. Cause you don't it's quite interesting because he's, um, he's a golfer. Ooh. So I actually went... Why is he with you? Me. Fucking hell. What a <laughs> <what> slight. <laughs> he... Um, he Basically, he was like, oh, I want to, he's obviously wants to get better at golf. He wants to incorporate the Olympic lifting and he wants to still carry on getting bigger and stronger. So basically split it up into, he's got four days a week. So he's got a power day, like a rotational day, hypertrophy day and a strength day. Um, obviously, it incorporates elements of everything in it, but that's the main focus. Like you said, at the start of the session, what do you focus on at the start? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it goes obviously from hardest to easiest through it. Like it's pretty self-explanatory. But again, I could have done it so that every day he did like a rotational movement, every day he did a power movement, every day he did a strength movement. But again, speaking to him, it was like, actually, he was like, I'd rather just focus on one at a thing at a time. And I was like, well, okay, we can go that way. Um, just focusing all on power, all on, because then he can kind of like move his golf around those. So he knows that on a high, after hyper day, he's going to be pretty sore. So he's like, right, I don't want to do that two days before playing golf. Um, so it was, yeah, it was quite interesting actually having to think about that and think about, his program longer term as well after the like after eight weeks was like where's it going to go and how do you progress those exercises because hey. not many bodybuilders need to do rotational med ball slams you, so you, it was could, quite... you could have sat in my knees and asked for athlete workshops mate I could have taught it for you <laughs> see Dan would have been looking like how many times does he rotate during a golf session like or a golf thing it depends how good he is. But if it's me, it's ten shots a hole, eighteen holes, one hundred eighty times, and then, and then the practice shot time. So that's probably what times I like. Yeah. So is he churning for his lower back? Where does he drive it through? Is it like T eight to T twelve? But he's been working with me for nearly a year now. Like, so it's coming up to this season. Yeah, he just started this season, I suppose, with golf, and um, he's put like twenty yards on his drive. Does work. Yeah, it's mm. good. Hips, bruh. Um, but yeah, if you're looking at the level two, level three, because it's getting confusing from probably what we've just talked about for the last three or four minutes. And the fact is, what they're looking for is something to pass, okay? Not something we've just said. So the thing, I think the best way of it is completing a test, getting getting rid of your old plates. Um, you've still got those on whilst you're doing these tests. So a really basic thing. As far as I know, don't quote me on this, it would be some sort of warm-up, a heart rate elevation phase would be number one. Take like, Five minutes. Um, heart rate elevation for them is like a bike work. It's pretty much a bike cross training, that kind of rubbish. 
Um, then we got like probably they fucking love dynamic warm ups. That's all they do. Um, they will never do any kind of. I, I don't think there's much like stretching involved um, or like foam roller work or soft tissue release. It won't be, won't be foam roller work, no. will they? Um, anything like that, um, which obviously we might have, but I don't think they have that. And then they have main exercise, then probably secondary exercises or into, and then it'll probably be like 20 minutes of CV, like cardiovascular stuff, because they see that as a really high thing to do. Um, or it might be like hit training at the end. I think that's what they kind of do. And then they always have a cool down. Um, something I don't normally really do with my clients is a cool down. Um, I'll let them chill and we'll go back in yeah. soft tissue work. Also, they can do that by themselves. Don't need me to do it. Um, exactly. If, if you've taught them enough, Tom. Exactly. Teach them how to fish. Um, but yeah, that's on the level two, level three kind of side. That's probably what they're looking for more than some of the stuff that we've talked about. If you, uh, basically, I said, like, go learn, do that, tick the box, then come to us and learn some really cool shit to do. That's when, as soon as you pass those exams, then you start fucking learning. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically. All right, on, That's off, the one. <laughs> off the back of that, I did have a, a question about shoulder pain. And uh, I know I've helped, I think, uh, Mr. Danny, who's fucking on my uh, Facebook all the time. He fucking loves the video. Um, fucking can't remember his surname now. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, I saw it amount with neutral pressing in case he gave some advice. Um, but I got uh, a question about overhead pressing and shoulder pain um, in a 90 degree angle, which is basically like a stabilization factor of what is rotator cuff um, or anything around your shoulder girdle, which is fine. Um, the one thing I relayed was if, if you're suffering from shoulder pain, um, any overhead pain, when you are overhead pressing and dumbbell pressing, which is fairly normal for guys that do a hell of a lot of pressing and probably have done a lot of bro stuff at, when they first started training and now are probably getting smarter to it. Um, I said, number one, stop doing it. Um, we, don't, we don't train with pain. Okay, it rhymes, so it must be true. And then, <laughs> Dan's just shaking his head at me. Uh, that's that <laughs> all your intellect comes down to one line it rhymes so yeah, probably, yeah. um no we're looking for pain through movement at all times right um we're not just grinding we don't hashtag grind through pain um then we're probably looking at the secondary muscles that are helping stabilizing that movement um for that is shoulder abduction is probably the thing that you're looking at so that's raising of the shoulder believe it or not rotative cuff strengthening exercises might be a simple fucking lateral raise in a semi-planar pronated position might be great for it but not with fucking jumbo weights um and the whole business of twaddling your arm around in a rotating like rotational just external rotation then it'd be cool internal rotation probably not going to be great um start and suppressing your shoulder not being like ah i'm gonna shrug all the way up don't do that put it down put your shoulder blades in your back pockets as much as you can um and that will generally be from your probably shoulder blades not going to be pressed against the back. I'm going to guess you're going to be in thoracic extension, trying to lift up there. So go drop it back. Remember, overhead pressing is, that's what it is, overhead pressing. Still a 60-degree incline is still overhead. So rein it back into a 60-degree incline and then go from there. Have you got pain? Maybe, yes, no. Then switch your grip to a neutral press. I don't train anybody in a pronated grip on a dumbbell um nobody none of my clients do it um because i just have too much respect for their shoulders um it's also a little bit hard for them to recruit but you will find it's a bit easier to pronate grip where the musculature comes in but a lot of bodybuilders will because they want to hit that angle and aspect of the shoulder right down because i know you, you definitely yeah, pronate. Even, even with that now like i i still have to seriously limit the amount of overhead pressing i do yeah, sure. um, so I do it now. Uh, I do uh, the machine that we've got at the gym is quite nice, um, and I find that I can go quite well on that. I find having a um, like the suicide grip kind of helps with that a little bit as well, because okay. I can bring my elbow in slightly more than I can if I was to put my thumb around. For sure. Um, so that helps for one. Second thing I found that really helps is doing single arm dumbbell presses standing. Um, you can't lift as heavy load, and also your shoulders a little bit freer in terms of range of motion. You also start thinking more about your core. And also hold, keeping your lower back tight because you can't 
you, you feel if you lean back to do it, you look like an idiot standing up. Whereas on the bench, you don't, no one really notices. No. Um, so they're the two movements that I do now. Um, I still can't, I don't feel comfortable overhead pressing seated with dumbbells and definitely don't, not with the barbell. I've not even tried it for a long time. Um, they're the two I go to now. Um, Simply because, again, for that reason, that in our Smith machine, I don't want to go suicide grip in case I drop the bar. Um, whereas the machine, it's a little bit safer just to be able to drop it. Um, and then I would, like you said, Tom, I'd be looking at lateral raises, rear delts. The anterior delt gets hit plenty from doing other press as well, incline yep. press, dumbbell press uh, on the bench. Um, so it's just an area that I've seen growth in. Like I've had people comment on my pictures to say, oh, your delts have grown. Um, but... I've not really done any direct overhead work. A lot of my work has been through raises um, and all that sort of stuff. But like Tom said, getting that shoulder position correct, knowing what you're doing with your, your shoulder blade, your scapula is really important. Um, and to be honest, I think it's a really overplayed movement. I, I don't, I don't look at many people and go, you need, you need loads more overhead pressing. It's just not really <laughs> something you look at with someone and go, that's what they need. Um, their shoulders, generally, most people's shoulders, their anterior delt is really overpowered anyway, and it's just their lateral and their rear that isn't so good. And you can do that hitting raises or doing high rows. Um, I would look at that. It's not an exercise, to be honest, that I really... Even if someone come, comes to me and goes, I want, really want to build my shoulders, I don't ever look at them and go, they need to be pressing, overhead pressing four times a week. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like They need to be doing raises uh, and focus on the other elements of their shoulder. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would really want more about it. Yeah, and then if you're doing external rotation drills, uh, I tend to go towards cable. Um, yeah, for the consistent for the consistency. tension. Um, yeah. And also shove something underneath your armpit so you're locking that in and so you cannot mm. move where your elbows. You're going to be on a little, little, basically, I say like chicken wire should be through your elbow and drilled to the floor or something like that. And you shouldn't be able. To, it should be on a rotisserie the whole time. That's um, Eric, Eric Cressy's uh, cue, isn't it? On the, 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 the rotisserie, rotisserie, yeah. the rotisserie thing. Uh, Thinking about the rotisserie, it's it's good. It fucking works. That's what you're meant to be doing. Um, also, if you I mean face pulls for shoulder health, absolutely fine. I tend to. It's interesting though. I found I've got a little bit of shot. I've still got a little bit of a dodgy left shoulder, um, and I've actually found face pulls. If I come into too much external rotation with that too much load, that it actually does start to kind of cause a little bit of. Of pain really? okay. um i think it's just it's just it's not um it's because i'm trying to do it to grow my rear delts rather yeah. than to fix my my issue so be careful with that and make sure you don't go too heavy with the load because i've noticed that when i when i can do it for like 12 13 reps i'm like oh this is fine as soon as i put a bit of weight on it's like hang on a minute it's just not an exercise you should be loading all that much like yeah. if you're trying to grow your rear delts do other exercises just because that last little bit of external rotation that you get into you can if with too much load you can really start to feel that your shoulders are not strong enough to hold that position in external rotation and that's when you're going to feel potentially a bit of pain on an exercise that you should be feel it should feel good and it should be training external rotation it's just worth remembering that you can't lift heavy loads by doing external rotation. It's not a movement that it's you can be really strong. So like you'll be doing the three or four kilo dumbbells for forever. Like don't think you're going to be able to do like <laughs> no. 10 kilos, doesn't it? Um, so as soon as you're like, yeah, my, AC, my AC joint's burning. No, say that though. Burn. People try it. They pick up like the eight kilos and like sat there like fucking making a wink, like trying to fly. And it's like, yeah. no mate, just stop doing that. And so, yeah, with, with that rotisserie fucking chicken drill as well, that you're pulling back from the cable. Um, like a face pull but just single arm and you're just externally rotating so your wrist is travelling backwards um, little quick tip on a lot of people put it about head height where their cable is drop it right down to the bottom and your aspect is actually pulling back and you're travelling with the same angle of what that cable is coming up as so instead of pulling it and it won't, it won't be as cons consistent if you're the same height as it pull yeah. it right at the bottom and you're pulling it yeah. back away um, the same, again with face pulls I tend to have it down so i'm looking down and pulling up um instead of it being the same height as me so i can chin tuck and it looks a little bit better um but yeah play around with it play around with where the cable is sat and you'll probably find a good that's a lot of facebook talk um but yeah neutral grip but again it's it's it's, it's good though because it's an exercise that's used a lot and, yeah. and people have popularized Richard. it for this shoulder health but then i see people doing it and, and then, like i said i made that mistake myself when i realized <laughs> And then, like, hang on a minute, I'm just going too heavy. Like, and then don't be an idiot. <laughs> their head is travelling half the yeah. fucking distance towards... Yeah. They're like, no, no, the rest of your body's staying static. All we're doing is moving fucking arms. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, 
basically tips for those. Neutral grip, if you've got any pain over pressing or pressing totally, switch to a football bar, flip to neutral grip dumbbells, or just gently kind of rotate it in and out of 45 degrees. Um, so that's a scapular plane of motion, not in frontal or sagittal. Um, then we've got go to a landmine. Um, I think I pop. Well, Don't we're, literally we're, go on a landmine. <laughs> go landmine pressing, like half kneels, standing, absolutely fine. Single arm, let it go. They're the greatest thing because the, the curvature of where it goes, it's pushing up and away. It's quite good. Um, I do then, find with a lot of people, one of the a real quick fix with with that sort of shoulder pain as well is to just go single arm movements because the ego goes out the door, you drop the weight and you realize, oh, hang on a minute, now I'm actually lifting this in properly. Um, Whereas double arm, it's so easy just to let your whole, like let your lower back, let your chest take over and everything. Whereas as soon as you go single arm, it's a bit more, it's a humbling exercise if you go single arm and you realize I can't lift that much. And going a half kneel, fucking loads of our clients have been in half kneel positions most of the time. I remember we spent like a year doing that exercise. Just like, Like, that's. It's what it was for, though. That yeah. We jumped up about 10 kilos on it, so that was literally about a 100% increase. But it was one um, of those as well. You got, whenever you got to that position, you were a sticking point. You just yeah, have to like, drop it. There's nothing you could, like, you couldn't like eke it out. Whereas we see guys <laughs> doing the, oh, it's just painful it's like to watch. Right? Up, but yeah, yeah, there we are. All right, that's enough training talk again. But I actually got asked a slight nutrition question. Um, <laughs> whoa. Uh, basically, because um, Ace Dan Osman. Um, I reposted one of his stories because he uh, he was quite impressed about my wattage on uh, what bike when I was in a. Uh, he, do, he does he does know that you just went up to someone else's bike and took a picture of it. Didn't he? <laughs> no, because he I had to post my own MyZone app. Um, <laughs> it's fine. If you, you want to be friends with MyZone, I think uh, a couple of uh, the listeners have already made friends with me on MyZone, which is pretty cool. You're so cool, Tom. I know. I am so cool. We're fitness buddies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so because uh, he posted that he did his one, I think he replicated essentially my endurance, but he went a little bit longer. Than, no, he go about the same. He went an hour, didn't he? What did I do? About seventy minutes. Uh, about two hundred and thirty, two hundred and twenty watts average. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but he said he did it fasted. As I said, I was in a deficit. I think he basically, I was like, anything you can do, I can do better, right? Um, but. Then, which led to questions about my opinion on fasted and fasted cardio and fasted exercise. Um, so, one question, there's a few of these. So, yeah, <laughs> what is your take on fasted, Tom? Um, I put lol. <laughs> Makes no fucking difference. Stupid if, stupid if you're going for performance um, and mm. daily calorie and macro intake far more important. He's like, thank you, I get fucked off by this as well. Thank you, Pat. Um, and then, actually, I won't because this is one of my one of my best mates asked me, and uh, I had to ridicule him. Um, basically, if, if again, if somebody's asking the question, somebody else might be uh, asking it as well. Okay, so I'm actually going to try. Uh, he's like, "What do you think about fasting, specifically the 16-8, so intermittent?" I was like, "I don't feel anything for it. I'm indifferent. I, you can do whatever you like." Um, mm. I was like, you only really need to do it if your if your uh, schedule uh, dictates it. To be honest, and if you can't stick to normal meal plans or meal plans, meal timings. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'm gonna try it. Blah blah blah. Um, so he was like, what I've heard, a, I've heard it processes the nutrients in uh, in the food more efficiently and gives your digestive system a break. I was like, a, no. Dan, heard it processes nutrients more efficiently and gives your digestive system a break. There, it does. It depends on how long you fast for. So we've got sixteen um, hours. Yeah, but the whole giving your digestive system a break is something that is no. I, I've not read any evidence to suggest that is in any way beneficial. Like I don't, I don't think it is like a thing, but. From longer fasts, like they reckon that there's an element of regeneration, like during a long-term fast, cellular regeneration. Um, but yeah, not like to any great degree. But I don't know if your digestion would have improved no. uh, because, again, I think it's more a case of the overall calories, right? So if you're having two thousand calories split up over the day, it's the same amount of digestion required 
as to digest 2,000 calories in, an, in one hour, right? It's, it's just a, a bigger workload in one go, much like the thermic effect of feeding theory. The reason that they thought that it was, um, you know, it was better that to have smaller meals more frequently. It's like, no, at the end of the day, it's all the same. So <clears throat> whether it gives it a break, but then it makes it harder for it. So it's all well and good giving it a 16 hour break, but does it make that eight hours more difficult and harder yeah. and more strenuous? Then is it worth it? Um, I think what I've read briefly about giving the digestive system a break is more in longer term fasts, like two day fasts. If you were to then go back to eating your normal size meals, that there's a potential there that it could help um, regenerate cells and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just not my area of expertise. It's not something that I've really not, looked into I've, great detail on. But um, I basically said, I've not heard that, but <laughs> I don't know how you're going to measure it. No, exactly, so, exactly. That's the kind of thing. But your I measurements do think in the next, I do think in the next five years, you're going to see a lot more people trying to actually research gut health and, and that sort of thing because it's the new thing that's buzzing around. And I think they're starting to now get to a position where they can research it a little bit more. Whether they can ever actually do a study that kind of draws any conclusions or not is another thing entirely. But the problem with the gut and, and that sort of stuff is it's so multifaceted. Like we know that stress can cause IBS, things like that. Um, so it's like, well, how are you ever going to control for those variables in, like in a lab and, and it, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's quite difficult to kind of draw that many conclusions. But what I would say is that if fasting is for you and you enjoy it, then great and go for it. But don't pretend like it's it's magic and that there's something going on there that is making things so much better for you. Like, yeah, I, don't I mean, yeah, his, his reasoning was threefold. So there was, it was that one. Then it was B, it boosts testosterone and HGH. No, let's see. And the thing, the thing as well about was, the fasting, this, so I had this conversation with someone the other day, actually. And it really annoyed me because they were like, oh, I can't remember who it was now. Oh, no, it wasn't. Or oh, someone else had a conversation. I saw, like, the argument online. Oh, and it boosts GH and testosterone and stuff like this. And I was like, hang on a minute. I was like, I know a lot of people who would finish eating their dinner at 7 p.m. and would eat their breakfast at 7 a.m. I think quite a lot of people do that, right? That's a 12-hour fast. Do you think adding four hours onto that is magic in any way? Yeah. Like it's not, it, there's no way that it's kind of going to boost GH testosterone more than, and again, let's even sod sort of, let's go even 9 PM to 7 AM. That's a 10 hour fast. I don't believe that the extra six hours is making it that much better. It's how can it, like, how is it that that's making it even, you know, transforming your, your view on your physique or whatever they're trying to say. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I've not, I've not looked into the, the research or looked into it a huge amount because I just don't think it's worthwhile or, or even achievable for a lot of my no. clients, a lot of people. Like it's just not useful. It's like not if you're something... trying to gain, if you're trying to gain muscle, like why the fuck would you not eat protein every four or five hours? Like just with no point. And I know that like someone like Martin Birkin is a huge proponent of it and he's, and he's jacked and stuff, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I just love food too much. I think, but maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's my own, um, Maybe that's my own bias and I should actually do more looking into it. Fair enough. And then, yeah, the last one was I can get to the gym in the morning on just a coffee rather than spending 30 minutes on breakfast. Was like, that's, yeah. that's a legitimate one. No, I don't mind that. That's actually like, yeah, fair play. If you randomly spent like 30 minutes doing breakfast, blah, 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 making it a little bit, that's what your normal routine is, then it gives you a little bit more time to do it. Then 100%, I was like, go do it. And if that means you're going to train, yeah. do it. You still going to get the total calories. So, yeah. I thought that was decent. Uh, yeah, I think that's all of my questions. We had one more for you, mate. Um, bookending it. I'm the sandwich. You're the bread, mate. Okay. That's it, mate. Um, peak week. Yeah, so peak week. Um, I had a question about what to do in peak week for a photo shoot. Left this last because this is what I'm least interested in. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? Like, it, there's no, There really is nothing magic. So, you know, you've dieted for 20-odd weeks. The, the main thing is don't fuck it up. Like don't play around with salt. Don't play around with water. Like don't do it unless you practice it and you try it. Because again, there are things that are going to make such a, a minimal difference. And also the guy said he was competing in a natural bodybuilding show. So again, it's, you know, there's, there's no, there's no drugs to worry about and how that diuretics and all that sort of stuff, which again, that's where people like the big pros talk about cutting water and all this sort of stuff. Cause they're taking all this other shit that they need to think about that sort of stuff. Whereas if you're natural, it's like, look, you just need to have a couple of high-carb days before the show 
and you'll be good to go. Now, you need to kind of be acutely aware of your body and how you look best. Some people can have a really high carb day and they look great the day after. Some people look great two days after a really, really high carb day. Um, uh, just to go into what, what I've done and what I know Mike's doing for his show and what we did for our photo shoot, and I think it, it worked quite well, was I had two very high days. Then I had a very low day the day before the shoot to kind of like tighten up a little bit. And then I had to shoot. So I would have... Uh, the first day I had 10 grams of carbs per kilo of body weight, so 700. And then the next day after that, I had 500. And then I went back down to 200 the day before. And then on the day, uh, I just kind of ate protein and fats, basically, throughout the day. Um, but, like, there's no, like, magic to it. If you've dieted and you're in condition, you're looking – like, don't fuck it up. You're looking condition on the day. Um Fill up with carbs. Again, it depends on your refeed days and where you're at in terms of those. If you've been having four 500-gram refeed days up till recently before the show, you'll know what you look like after having that many carbs. And if you have that many and you still look flat, you need to have more. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many variables to consider. And it's like with our clients, we'll know based on their refeeds and stuff like that. Like I try and keep my clients' refeed days as high as possible so that when it comes to the day of doing a shoot, I know that they've had – 500 grams of carbs in one day and how they look the day after and then the day after that so you can start planning and going okay well i know you can take this many carbs or i know how full you look when you have this many um and stuff like that so yeah just start getting a handle on your own physique and how you look after having a lot of carbs in one day um and you'll kind of know roughly how to approach that um to be safe again you can kind of front load the carbs so you can have all your carbs at the start of the week and then come into the show pretty pretty, you'll be pretty tight you might look a little bit flatter um or you can backload them which is make you know all on the day before go to bed and wake up and hope for the best (laughs) like it's probably not the best idea um that's why i like having it that day in between to have two high carb days a day in between then have the show because it gives you the opportunity to go right i can take on more carbs i know i can take on more um or, or whatever so um yeah that's what i would i would look to do so yeah 10 grams per kilo body weight on the first day and i think it's seven grams per kilo body weight on the second day uh roughly what i went with i think that's kind of like la mcdonald's kind of rough rough protocol rough recommendation but i wouldn't mess around with anything else if it's your first kind of prep and your first show and all that sort of stuff just if you're in condition you're gonna look in condition so yeah stick with that fair enough mate i think that's the end of uh q a time Mm. and uh, to end on our uh, stupid things because it's been a I think uh, quite a topic on basically calling people out on if they're obese or if they're fat or if they need help basically um, and people being I guess uh, Ben thanks for posting uh, I, he did send uh, the comments and stuff to us Dan so we can read through them at our will because they weren't on that video and I found mm. that he deleted them, but he like screenshotted them for me. So oh. yeah, so I've got them. So I think we'll we will talk about that like in the future. I think maybe when it dies down slightly, or uh, maybe when it's hot topic, but about the comments that people are leaving, and perhaps why we think they're leaving those comments and saying that like Ben basically did what we did, but I said to him that we we uh, we had pretty good feedback off the back of saying oh like we sh- you probably need to lose some weight blah 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 you probably need to actually talk about yeah. this whereas his probably audience was a little bit different to us so um, mm. yeah. yeah it helps when we got a load of people that generally agree with us so um, <laughs> on the back of that the uh, the reliable metro obviously um, that that wonderful newspaper <laughs> but quote from a government advisor says obese employees should be able to work from home. Oh um, fuck off! So they should be. What if you're too muscular as well? I'm 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 too muscular to come into work. So, so. you're BMI obese, yeah, exactly. So should uh, should be allowed to turn up later for work um, and be protected under discrimination laws. Um, so they should be able to avoid rush hour and demand <laughs> demand a larger chair, larger chair, and work from home if they need to. Um, no, sorry that. If uh, like how why how how do you legislate how, what because they what they block the train doors like what like why do they get away? I don't understand. So I apparently uh, that they can 
They might need to. Surely they want to be treated like everyone else. Because don't they? yeah, it's because thing. apparently they're not going to be treated by everybody else, so they have uh, transport anxiety and they don't want to get on when everybody else is on. Because oh, maybe they should stop eating so much food then. I mean, it's a thought, but. Oh, no, no, no. This is, don't this don't, is don't just... suggest they go on a diet. Just, <laughs> just say don't come into work, love. It's like, fine. PC gone. It's just going slightly crazy. If that was but, a thing, um, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're if you're on the train and you're being bullied for being overweight, like, I get it. Like, obviously, and maybe that is the case, right? Maybe that is the the kind of issue here. But no one's suggesting they get in early, are they? Like, get in earlier. Yeah, go, go to earlier. the gym. Yeah. Go to the gym. Get in earlier. <laughs> Getting earlier, then you like, then you'll be there already. Um, I did like obviously the comment section is great on this. So, oh, <laughs> can, imagine. can you send me a link? <laughs> I have a serious eye condition. Uh, they won't open in the morning. I think I should be allowed to go work two two hours yeah, late as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a serious case of, of, of chronic fatigue, not sleeping <laughs> enough. So yeah. it's like. What a kind of serious note. It's just isn't that if they have to work from home, isn't that like the place where they're going to be most comfortable and therefore not move around, and then they don't actually have to travel. Yeah, at least going to work, they have to fucking walk there. Yeah. Oh, Somewhere. yeah. Walk to the car at least, yeah. and then get out of the car. That's two squads. So, yeah. Um, very odd. Very, very odd. I can put that in the group. That's fine. But yeah, madness, oh, I just mate. Don't get it. <laughs> I think we're in our own little bubble. Um, but all right. All good, mate. Um, no news, no things that you need to shout out? Um, no, only if you want to come to uh, the next Masterclass, which is in July, exactly two months today, because it's the 29th of July. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of tickets left. The link is in my bio on Instagram. Um, nice. So if you want to come and you know learn how to lift properly and not get FAI, then let me know. <laughs> um, and yeah, we can, we can sort that out. But other than that, mate, no news from myself. Uh, no. At the moment, there will be news. There will be news at some point. There will be news. There's projects ongoing, um, but for now, they're under wraps. Exciting, mate! Exciting. Um, yeah, there's nothing on my end apart from I've actually pulled my finger out. And uh, every guest episode, as of the time by the time next week's episode, so give me a week to put these all up, will be up on YouTube because Dan needs more YouTube content and he loves fucking YouTube. Um, and I did start doing it about a year ago, but then my internet was fucking like tortoise so yeah it's all gone it'll be up every single guest episode because uh thank you for everybody who reached well basically i put a post out for guests where we will be inviting people on i guess or from we'll see won't we we'll see, see if we can get on we'll see we'll see who on that list we don't have to veto obviously we're not gonna tell you but yeah no. <laughs> all right um thanks for listening guys and we will catch you next week see you later